0: two kids yeah we've Whoa. got two kids so we've got an eight and a half and a and a, uh uh our little girl just turned six on thanksgiving so Aww.
1: on thanksgiving hands
0: yeah she was born on thanksgiving and so six years later she did it again <laughs> <laughs> um and so that's just gonna be her life now for the rest is of it time. every is six it? years Every seven, it's I about guess. every five or six. It depends on where the leap yeah. year hits, you know. Math.
1: Yeah. I was just gonna say that's such an interesting way to like force yourself to now know, because obviously occasionally you think about like where the days skip around and end up back on the same thing, but you will have a regular reminder of how far off you are.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it'll uh, her birthday will I think next year will be before I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. At this point. You know that it was at on 20, this year. have <laughs> yet, but yeah.
2: That's fun. So. Did you have a turkey and a turkey cake?
0: <laughs> we uh <laughs> um she wanted cupcakes, so we had cupcakes for for that. Oh no, I know. We got we wait, this is not something that I tend to do. Um I'm not a big cake eater or a pie eater myself, and so <clears throat> I end up just like deferring that job to my wife and, and uh, she usually picks good stuff for everyone else to eat. Oh,
2: Got it. I thought you were saying you defer the eating to your wife. <laughs> You're like, well, I'm not a big well, cake that guy. Too. She needs- I mean, I don't, I don't have <laughs> my portion, right? So <laughs> I, that ends up
0: happening. <laughs> Anyways.
2: I defer all my eating to Nick. Actually, he's like the dog in the house. I just give him my plate and he licks it clean.
3: Nice.
1: I'm not sure what the of that <laughs> <laughs> In my- in love
2: with movies, in
3: love, in 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 love, in love
1: Danny
3: in love.
1: and Nick In love in love with movies Da 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 Welcome movie lovers to In Love with Movies. I'm Nick.
2: And I'm sick.
1: <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> All right, well, since Danny is not feeling well, and she's still on for the jokes, I'm going to probably carry a little bit more of the weight here, and listeners who have been listening with us for a long time probably know that that's not going to be too much of a problem for me to to talk more. So uh, this is In Love With Movies. For those of you who are new, welcome. We really love having you here. We unsurprisingly discuss love and movies here on this podcast. That's right, Nick. There you go. (laughs) And to join us in that endeavor today, we are... Honored to be uh, welcoming a fellow science (laughs) communicator, uh, a fellow psychology and uh, movie nerd, and uh, (laughs) podcaster extraordinaire, Dr. Alex Swan. Alex, how are you doing today?
0: I am doing all right. It has been a great day. I didn't have to go to campus. We're in finals week, so I was like, yes. Uh, Did not have to go to campus, so I'm feeling really good
1: that's fantastic yeah this semester i have for the first time i think since i've been teaching actually had to teach a in-person class four out of the four days a week that our university teaches so that's been something
0: (laughs) it really does tire you out by the end of the semester yeah Yeah. we
1: have we have it easy when we're in the, the the teaching professorial field sometimes in some ways at least
2: Sure. I work for also college, but I don't. Well, I'm an adjunct professor, but that's a joke. Uh, but I.
1: <laughs> not all adjunct professors. And Danielle's thoughts are her thoughts alone, not those of the podcast in love with movies.
2: I'm just kidding. Uh, but I work for city colleges. And it's so yeah. funny how many professors are like, nah, just not ever coming back.
1: It's They're crazy. just, yeah, just staying
2: virtual yeah
1: yeah we, we've had a couple most of them were, were like them. yeah, you can get away with it right <laughs> yeah i mean
0: i've got a pretty decent setup here ignoring the blurred background but uh, i've got a pretty decent i could if i wanted to and i did during the pandemic um had a lot of fun uh putting together async video lectures teaching on twitch oh it was it was a lot of fun it was it was different. I don't know if I'd want to do it 24-hour, 24-7, you know? Yeah. Have it
1: be the long-standing, yeah. 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 We pivoted. But I could.
0: I'm just saying I could. <laughs> you
2: could never leave your house ever again.
0: <laughs> right. I could become a hermit. That is, <laughs> that is entirely possible.
2: <laughs> we, I'm an improviser, and we pivoted to Twitch. And hot damn, I never want to go back to virtual improv because you don't know if you're funny or not. <laughs> because no one is literally giving you feedback so we turned to this thing where like if the audience thought you were funny they would put six seven six seven six seven six seven so i was like please give me a that six the give me a six <laughs> nice
0: yeah that's the that's the applause in twitch chat oh <laughs> so
1: it must have been so we a didn't larger make that thing. up yeah, okay been, you right. guys weren't i thought original. i was original <laughs> never mind <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i'm saying uh, that that the that, that applause is has to be verbal I didn't know about the six seven. Oh, okay. So that's it. <laughs> You were original. Okay. Uh, Danny, you're, you're, you're fine on that one. Thank you.
1: Well, speaking <laughs> of original, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, Alex, but I think this is part of how we found each other is that both of us during the pandemic were people who were trying to bring as much fun as possible in any possible way. And. Uh, it seems like you're someone who's done that before, too, with regards to teaching psychology. And so for you personally, that has also included uh, a fellow passion of mine. I often give extra credit for for people writing papers about the psychology in movies. And you have gone a step further and you have a whole podcast about it. Tell us about that. Yeah,
0: I have a whole podcast. <laughs> a whole ass podcast. A whole ass podcast. <laughs> I'm even wearing the shirt. so I Ooh, shirt
1: it's got swag.
0: day. Just to just to make sure that I was going to plug it, um, I hope that's okay.
1: It's absolutely um, so okay. So
0: it's it's Cinema Psych Podcast. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and I I started it in 2019. So at the beginning of 2019, I was like, I want to do a podcast. Um, and I reached out to the media and uh, sports folks at my school, and um, they were like, yeah yeah we could do a podcast thing and I was at that point it was like let's do a Eureka College sort of sure uh centered podcast but then the more I thought about it I'm like no I want to do something that will really be something that I love doing every single time like it's not gonna feel like work and so I centered on movies because I was like of course (laughs) this is my biggest passion uh, I love doing it I've watched so many movies in the course of my shortish life and, <laughs> um I might as well talk to people who also have expertise in psychology and and I found a hole because most of the podcasts uh, around movies either one focus on only clinical stuff. Mm. And um, there was there's like popcorn psychology and all uh, and, a, and a couple of derivatives of of that of like original show. And I think it's it's a great show and they talk about some great things. And I'm not a clinical psychologist. So them being clinical psychologists and sort of diagnosing and and talking about treatment and all that kind of stuff is really cool. But that was like, but what about the other psychology out there? And so I went looking, and I found that the other ones were about characters. I'm like, okay, characters are fine. Psychology is about individuals. Sure. Why, um, you know, that's a great that's a great idea, but I sort of want to talk about movies in general and the portrayal not just of characters having – and, of course, when you just focus on characters, you and en- invariably end up with clinical stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, there's, there's got to be more out there, and so that's what the show has been since 2019, and uh, it's been great. It's been so much fun. I'm gonna be recording an episode at some point next week, and then another one like right after that for the next couple of shows. It's, it's, uh, it's so much fun to do.
2: So if you're not a clinical psychologist, same with Nick. Correct. What
1: For people out there listening in case you don't know, it is possible to do something in psychology that is not clinical. Yes.
2: <laughs> I did learn that through marriage. But Alex, <laughs> what what psychology are you?
0: <laughs> so I uh, I was trained in like sort of classical cognitive psychology, my uh, dissertation and Ph.D. advisor was a reasoning guy and so I consider myself a reasoning and thinking bias guy uh and so that's sort of where I find myself but the the good thing about having my training sort of in the last decade was that um I also got the new methods too so I know a little bit about sensation and perception I know a little bit about um the cognitive neuroscience in general And so I could take those talents uh, with me to be a more generalist when it comes to that kind of stuff. Perhaps my worst subject, though would be developmental. I I know nothing about developmental except that babies grow. I get bigger.
1: I feel very similar. In fact, that's the, like, yeah, there's the one topic you have to kind of pick which chapter to cut out of teaching intro. And I find yeah. myself always skipping that because I'm like, eh, if you're really that interested, there's a whole other class that somebody will teach you here. And I just don't find it as interesting.
2: I was going to say, As a trained teacher, I I took all developmental psychology courses. So,
1: yeah, it's 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 important. It's like it's good stuff. It's just not uh, not not, not my cup of tea.
2: And you know what I learned? Psychology works. So, (laughs) for example, Nick is really good at like he trained our cats. It's the same as the in the Big Bang Theory. Right. Is that when they do it? When they like ring a bell and then give yeah, them it's Pavlov. a
1: Pavlov. It's a Pavlovian oh, yeah, Pavlov. response. <laughs>
2: that
1: guy? Do you know him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know him personally. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Close close old friends. I yeah. like
2: how I was like, you know, the Big Bang Theory made it up. Yeah.
1: Like, so uh, I know Pavlov. Where are you I swear. going with this? Where are you going with <laughs> Anyways, this? Anyways,
2: we trained our cats to to eat food when we want them to eat food. All through psychology. And bells.
1: And it does work. Yes, yes, very much so. And so now that's
0: awesome. This is hard to train cats to do
2: anything. Yeah, it's very true. They still poop on the floor.
1: Yeah. (laughs) They're getting (laughs) better at that too, now that we've done some other things. Um (laughs) sorry, yeah, side note. Uh that actually I this is we've had the criticism. I'm a pedant. I have to. I think the scene you're thinking of in Big Bang Theory is actually using operant conditioning with rewards, and that's different mm. from necessarily the the classical conditioning the, that, that the we Sheldon use for the cat. Penny moment. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Would you like a what is it? A, a chocolate or something?
0: Yeah, I think he gives her some candy of some kind. Piece of candy. My bad. Yeah.
1: It's okay. They're very very closely her, related, and you know, he
0: wants her to like be quiet. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah oh yes 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 i got it
1: and then she's like oh i, I got a phone clip. call i should leave the I room right there you go
2: <laughs> don't you well. too uh,
1: yes i did that's <laughs> i used it uh six weeks ago probably now so
0: <laughs> love it
1: yeah I on a regular so basis on a regular basis
0: <laughs> so, i also use the clip at, uh the uh scene where they're trying to figure out the four of them are trying to figure out an experiment of to put together like a methodology some kind of proposal physics experiment and um they keep getting sidetracked (laughs) and so they're like we're not leaving this room until we come up with this proposal and uh so they develop a um a rubber band on the wrist technique and they Mm -hmm. get confused about whether or not it's positive punishment or negative (laughs) because that's a a lot of people get confused about positive punishment and negative reinforcement so i thought it was very clever the rest of the show is is um problematic for me but um but yeah so it has little gems and nuggets there.
1: I am curious to hear more about that. I've, I've, I feel like uh, nerd culture has turned on uh, it over the last decade. So, But yeah. we, we could save that for another time. I'm
2: thinking of The Office. That's yeah. when he does ring a bell, right? And he gives him a mint. Am I making this up?
1: Yes. No, you're you right. I also
0: use this one. <laughs> okay. Jim uh, trains um, Dwight, Dwight uh, to request an Altoid. Mm-hmm. Um, when the Windows XP shutdown sound. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: that's good stuff. Good stuff.
0: <laughs> Anyways, Windows XP.
2: <laughs> good old days.
1: Well, and just so that you feel better if that's the one you were thinking about. That is an example of classical rather than operant conditioning. Great,
2: right. I know what I'm talking about.
1: Okay. <laughs> Well, on this podcast, we love love, we love all kinds of love, and we are not love experts, but one of the things we like to talk about and get to know our guests is just kind of their thoughts and their views on relationships, their experiences, to the degree that they're willing to share. So, Alex, why don't you share with our listeners a little bit of your love history? You were telling us that you are obviously married, you've got two kids. How did that happen?
0: (laughs) How did that happen? How did it go? Yeah, yeah, you know. When a man goes I was waiting for it. (laughs) Um, so I, I think uh, this story, when I when I f- first got with my wife, the story was a little embarrassing because of the way culture was around,, um, oh, was
1: it online dating?
0: online, Yeah. Um, so here's here's the whole story. And I'll start from the beginning, but it uh, I'll do a condensed version. So so everyone understands my, cred here with movies um and love my wife and i actually met on what used to be how you shared stuff on the internet when you liked a lot of things we met on a matrix fan forum oh
1: my god yes (laughs) sorry that that, i did not know this please continue
0: (laughs) So uh, I saw Reloaded in t- in 2003. It came out in the summertime, and you and like it? It's
2: your favorite one.
0: Uh, it is my. Uh, no, it is not my favorite. I was one. gonna uh, say <laughs> the. I you almost tricked me there. Um, no, <laughs> the, the first one is my favorite. One. <laughs> but, but so I saw Reloaded, and I was like, dang, these are really deep questions. Um, and then Revolutions came out in like the you know the early November. Uh, big slot and so i went and saw that with a uh, couple of friends of mine and then while i was at school uh i was a senior in high school and i was taing for this class which was great because it was an f off session at the end of the day um uh, we and we were just in the computer uh, me and my fellow ta were just in a computer lab and i'm like i'm gonna join this matrix forum on a lark because i was reading this stuff and course as a high school student a high school boy i was like i'm gonna troll them (laughs) Uh, and of course i was completely changed by the conversation so many people were so nice and then at the beginning of 2004 um i met this one uh, i started engaging with this one user and I, I mean, you know I, I, over time and like MSN messenger, that's a callback. <laughs> uh, I we, we started chatting and we started you know we, we saw we saw each other uh, every basically every day on the websites. And um, in 2005, I made the decision I'm just gonna go on a trip. Now since nobody really knows, my wife is Australian. And at, oh, that, wow. at this point, she was in Australia um, and I was in Los Angeles okay. and I was like, I need to go on a big trip. Like, I have all of this money from working full time. Um, I need to just do something. I need to, like, have an experience. So I decided to go to Australia because not only did I know my wife, but I knew our mutual friend and then another person. Um, and I was going to split my time between Melbourne and, um, which is in Victoria, the southern part of the state, southeastern part of the state. And then we're go familiar with Queensland. that
1: geography only because of what was the name of that uh, hotel show?
0: White
2: Lotus. Oh, no, it was like a, we I can't remember. It was it
1: was a reality TV show where it's basically oh, gotcha, Airbnb, but it was all through Australia. I was gonna Sorry. say
2: Drag Race Down Under, but oh, keep going.
1: I didn't mean <laughs> drag to interrupt. Race down
0: Under, yeah. yeah. No. Um, so, anyways, um, my wife's name is Astrid. I think it's just gonna be easier to say Astrid um, over the course of this, story. <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> so, so I, I go there in the middle of 2005. I meet them. I fall pretty much head over heels for her. The funny thing is that she did the same. Um, The the week that I spent in Queensland, um, we talked on the phone every day. And that was really hard because I didn't have an Australian phone. (laughs) (laughs) So um, the friend that I was staying with (sighs) in Queensland had an old cell phone and was like, I'm going to load it up with some minutes for you because that was the time that (laughs) you had minutes and stuff to think about. Uh, and so we talked to on the phone every day and then, um, she came, I had to fly out of Melbourne and Astrid came down from the town that she lived in just to, to see me off. Aww. Um, she stayed at her, she stayed at our mutual friend's house and then picked me up and took me to the airport the following morning. It was so very sweet. And so we decided to do the long distance thing, um, basically later that month. And this was like time when you had to have calling cards too.
1: <laughs> to be able to make it an internet. yeah so hard. You <laughs> had to dial like 20 different numbers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, and so like when the phone was ringing, you had to pick it up otherwise mm. like minutes were wasted and money was wasted. Uh, and then so I went back in in uh, twenty uh, 2006 in January 2006, so about six months later. And I stayed with her and her family, and we just had the best time. We took a road trip. Um, and she was like, You know, I don't want you to leave. I only had two weeks there. She's like, I don't want you to leave. And I'm like, I have to. And she's like, Well, I need to figure out a way to come to the United States. So she came out um, in that, oh, was it? it was supposed to have been April. Wow, it's 2006. Quick. And because Australia is Australia, you don't need a visa for three months. Mm. So she stayed with me for three months. Um, she actually was allowed to stay in my, gr- I was living with my grandmother at the time and she was actually allowed to stay. That's how much my grandmother loved me. Aww. Yeah, uh, she 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 stayed with me. We for... weren't allowed
1: to stay in the same place until like we were married as far as her family was concerned. So that's right. impressive. This yeah. was wild, right?
0: <laughs> um, and so we, throughout those three months, we had a lot of fun. We did a bunch of stuff and we had to figure out how she was going to come back. Because she couldn't just kept com- kept coming for three months. Right. And so she came on a student visa and we were able to live together for two and a half years uh, while she was going to school. And I was going to school and uh, I was working full time. And then she was able to get a part time job at the school. Oh. Uh, and so we we did pretty good. And then we got married in 2010. Um, and so uh, very shortly in about two ish months, we'll be celebrating our 13th wedding anniversary um she's, she's been with me while i've done pretty much all of my higher education um and uh yeah and one of my one of my kids was born in 2014 another one was born in 2016 and here we are and this is actually one of them
1: hello oh hello
0: <laughs> he's gonna get blurred this is ollie hi, hi ollie <laughs> he can't hear you uh hair uh, <laughs> uh, yeah makes sense yeah You going to say hi, bud? Hi. (laughs) Are you going to bed? No. Uh, Almost. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I'm having a conversation, so if you can go upstairs.
2: Bye, Ollie.
0: (laughs) Thanks, man.
1: That is adorable.
0: So here we are. That's what it is.
1: And that's it that's family late. life uh in 2023, <laughs> 2022. We're not there yet. <laughs> not
0: there yet. Yeah, exactly. So Yeah, what? so that's that's the that's my story. That's, that's a great story. I was
1: just going to say you. I I was asking it on a lark cuz we've never tried the not having a specific topic before and I'm I'm really glad that I did. Thank you for being an amazing first guest for that question. Um, You're welcome.
2: Question for you. Did you ever yeah. consider moving down under?
1: Ooh.
0: Um we did uh but my prospects were a little bit harder than her prospects because I was looking toward graduate school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was going to be a little bit harder for me to do graduate school as an international student than her coming for undergrad. Fair. So that's, that's... I think that's where we ended up in that conversation. That okay. makes sense. Are you in L.A. Also, right now? Also, like, the U.S. wasn't... So gross. (laughs) Yes, the good old days. 15 years ago.
2: Yeah, people wanted to be here. Yeah. (laughs) Fair. Mm -hmm. And you live in LA right now?
0: No. We're just down south from you guys. We're in Peoria. What?
2: You're so close. Yeah. That's why I thought you were in LA and I was like, isn't it only... 4 p.m. There. I'm like, why are you telling your kid (laughs) to go to to bed? bed? Yeah, it's early bedtime. Yeah,
0: Yeah, no, we're, we're, and so when I, you know, when I saw that uh, Nick uh, uh, works in or, and you guys live in Chicago, Chicago. I was like, Mm -hmm. well, that's really cool because when we have this conversation, it'll be the exact same time. (laughs) Yeah,
2: that works out because next week we're meeting with some dude in Japan and I'm like, whoo, we got to do something flipping, which I'm sure you had to do. (laughs) <laughs> when you were long distance in Australia, right?
0: too. Oh, yeah. Um. The interesting thing about it is you go you go backwards in time. Ta- so when you're, like, trying to figure out the time, you go backwards. But then when you land on the time, then it's the next day ahead.
1: <laughs> oh, because, like, so, it's so far ahead in terms right. of the time that it's actually, like,
0: Tomorrow. into
1: the next day. But it's so close that it's, it's easier to go backwards in terms of thinking about what time of day it is.
0: Right. Gotcha. Yeah, so you don't want to go all the way through the other side of the clock. I mean, or you just, you know, open up your uh, world clock. But yeah, but this was before like world clock apps. Right. So you had to have one of those things literally like, yeah, on your desk somewhere. <laughs> what time is it there? And they do daylight saving too. Oh. And um, so it was just like, oh my God, what time is it there?
2: Wow. That's wild. I have another ignorant question. You ready for this? <laughs> do you, do Shoot. your kids have an accent? <laughs> no. Okay. No. But they, your wife has an uh, accent.
0: Her accent is blunting, yes, <clears throat> but she still she still has the um, vowel uh, situation that you would find <laughs> in Australian or a like a, a like a British person, right? So, boff um yeah a lot of people mistake her accent for bostonian ah which is kind of funny even when she first moved here they were like are you from boston are You from like,
1: Boston? what that has more to <laughs> do with americans not being able to think that somebody well, yeah, would come from true. outside of the united states right. <laughs> um,
0: but no they they don't um they sometimes for for instance because you know they're, they're they take showers now, but when they take when they would take baths, um, sometimes they would repeat her and say "bath," but it would just it would kind of <laughs> sound weird coming out of their mouth like that. And I don't think they they don't do that much anymore. The only really King's English thing that they do is she is mummy. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. cute. I love it. Yeah,
2: I lived in Peru for a hot second, and my Peruvian sister was dating an Australian and i understood all the peruvians way better than i understood the australian even though we were speaking the same language cuz i mean he was from like i don't know can i say this the bush is that
0: a, is that offensive <laughs> yeah no okay <laughs> no i i it would honestly be like wouldn't be saying somebody out in the boondocks or whatever for us got right? it
2: yeah so very like rural yes yeah so when he would speak i'm like nope <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> You'd say very yeah, I'm much thing. like much like rural Southerners. Yes, yeah. I, I was just gonna say either, that.
1: You right. see, like uh what was it, Gator Boys or other things like that? These like deep South people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean with that? Those other influences. Like
0: the, ca- the, the character in Waterboy. Yes, <laughs> the co- the the assistant coach.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man well i guess i only have uh, one other question because it sounds like it's been long enough and it was even back in high school that i won't ask the one about uh you know what what you would give yourself as advice for people still looking but uh mm-hmm. what do you in your opinion again just one man's opinion what mm-hmm. is the secret to making a your healthy relationship work you've got some some years behind you 13 going on so uh wh- yeah. how's that happened
0: um Listen, I don't know, but I will say that like communication is absolutely the pinnacle um, of any healthy relationship. If you have no idea what is what, what's going on with your partner and they have no idea what's going on with you and you can't talk about things, then that is a doom spiral. So I would say communication. I think that's one of the things that we're pretty good at. We're also pretty good at apologizing uh-huh. to each other. Um, and we we tend to have a lot of mutual apologies. Okay. Where you're and like, I did something wrong from...
1: and you recognize that I, the other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: yeah. 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 Um, because one of the things that I espouse in, in, in my classes over the last several years is like, it's okay to be wrong. And it's okay to apologize for things that, um, even if you don't necessarily uh, want to apologize, like the desire to apologize isn't there. That you can recognize that maybe you did cause some harm or you did hurt someone. And it's like that's okay. That's just being human. That's that's kind of just you know life.
2: I just really wanted to press that button, but I agree. <laughs>
1: We're using it. the soundboard. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. No, yeah. I, I, we've heard the communication before, but I love even that the apology thing. I don't think I've ever uh, heard anybody necessarily do that. Obviously, in fact, sometimes I feel like on popular culture, you hear, you know, uh, loving someone is never having to say I'm sorry. Or like, I feel like that's a no, line that's from a movie. Totally, it's that's total BS. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like wrong message. <laughs> yeah, because Nick <laughs> right. is wrong
2: all the time.
1: Yeah, pretty frequently.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, I am too. I am too. Even so not even just to like Astrid, but like my kids. I I you know, I mess up sometimes with them. Um and I say sorry to my students as well, you know. It's just like it's okay to be wrong. Yeah. Or in fact wrong most of the time.
1: And I think as people of science, it's been it's hard cuz it's it's there's this like a, I feel like the type of personality likes to always be right. Definitely part of what attracted me to science. But B, there's almost this, like, need to to be defensive about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, mm. it, it, accepting when you've made a mistake can be, I think, even more difficult in that context. But I agree with you, sure. and I think you may have even been talking about this on one of your recent podcasts or someone else was, uh, you know, being wrong and just moving forward from that is literally why the scientific method works if you right. if you can't be wrong you yeah. can't do science so
0: yeah and if it's any if my science is any uh indication i am wrong a lot <laughs> I am wrong quite a bit so i've stopped doing a lot of just like direct research because it's Mostly wrong. So, you know, <laughs> might as well focus on things that uh, I can be right about, you know.
1: Got to find ways to to build that ego up every once in a while, for sure.
0: Right. What? Otherwise, it's just like uh, I would be a mop wearing <laughs> professor clothes. <laughs> oh, I am a psychologist. <laughs> I, like, I don't know where you're going with that, but
2: got it. <laughs>
1: Well, all right. I love that. Um, do you have anything else you wanted to ask, Danny? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> anything else you wanted to add before we move on, Alex, to our movie portion of the podcast? I'm
0: I'm good. I, I, I my my question is to you two. Ooh, <gasps> love it. Um. What's your What's your uh, response to somebody is wrong in your household?
2: I think we both also apologize. We just initially react differently.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. I was actually going to say, when you mentioned the mutual apology being a frequent thing, I -hmm. identified with that a great deal. Like even more than just the apologizing, but I feel like we have especially gotten frequent at doing exactly that. Like if one person's apologizing, the reality is there's probably something on the other direction that the other person can be apologizing for. Our difficulty, and I suspect this might be the case for most people, is who's going to apologize first? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> or the- apologize first. Who looks the ma- who who looks the most maddest? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, or like I internalize things, so I get real quiet, and then Nick overshares. And so, yes. like finding the balance, like you're saying, communication, and like yeah. figuring out where the maybe the root of the problem is. Because the reality is, we probably both did something wrong. To hurt the other person, or there's a reason we're, like, butting heads, so just making sure we're meeting in the middle, putting yeah. the chocolate in Nick's mouth.
0: <laughs> oh. Going
2: back to the Big Bang Theory, come on, it's a callback. Yeah,
0: right. it is, it is callbacks, <laughs> they exist, come
1: on. <laughs> I've That's why
2: I do comedy in this family. Um, uh, <laughs> Nick, I do have something to tell you.
1: Uh-oh. She's going to surprise me just like I think I got surprised her on the last episode.
2: So- Alex, we usually do hashtag closer through science. Oh, she that's got it right. Called.
1: Listeners, it only took 36 <laughs> episodes. For it
2: to be over. Nice. <laughs> so it's, again, it's in the Big Bang Theory. It's like that research study where they tell strangers to answer these 32 questions, look each other in the eye for four minutes, and then they become closer. Hello, dog. <laughs> <laughs> two dogs.
0: dogs. Yeah. Girl. <laughs> so um, not long we have two, two babies, we have Two babies. (laughs) (laughs) There's
2: a lot going on in that house. Yeah, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) But we ran out of those questions, and they're very deep, and I don't want to ask them again. Some of them are really dark. But Nick was looking for something to put in place of it, and a long time ago, Nick, I bought these- (laughs) I remember this. Rom-com quiz cards. I don't know. Alex says he's seen a million movies, so I'm just going to rapid fire uh, Mm. some- like movie trivia at you if that's okay all right
1: mm, okay, or both okay. of
2: you i guess oh
1: you can okay. buzz in Do with we, your name buzzing with our name all right
2: okay now fair warning they're all rom-coms <laughs>
3: yeah
2: so all right all it. right all right ready which 2007 rom-com starring seth rogan follows the repercussions percussions nick
1: the <laughs> dang. knocked up yeah, I
2: like that you said the Alex. <laughs> I am the I'm Alex. Not answer.
1: I gotta say my name.
2: <laughs> in how... I'm normally
1: really bad at the speed part of things, so. Well,
0: you're yeah. looking at the question.
2: I'm not trying to. Okay. In how to lose a guy in ten days, what magazine does Andy write for? Oh,
0: oh, I have no idea. Uh, I mean, Alex, I'll say, I'll say, um, Cosmo.
2: Okay. Do you have a guess, Nick? Vogue. Composure.
1: Okay, oh, so, so that's clearly some. Movie. Yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> I should have just said fake magazine.
2: <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> we probably won't do that again. Those are hard questions. I didn't know. <laughs> that,
0: <laughs> failed yeah, attempt. I tried. Oh my gosh, my, so my matrix cred brought me up here, <laughs> and now my rom com uh, trivia has brought me way down. Yeah, so you
2: better go. um,
1: So basically, no one's going to listen to your podcast about movies because clearly you have no movie credit because you didn't know
0: the name of the fake magazine. I hope to redeem myself on "It's a Wonderful Life."
1: (laughs) And with that, we are discussing "It's a Wonderful Life" next. So, movie lovers, we're going to take a brief break and then we will be back to talk that movie.
2: Bye. In love with movies. Da da da.
1: And we're back.
2: Oh, sorry. And we're back. Oh,
1: man. We literally practiced that, everyone. This is what happens.
2: My eye is sick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Danny is sick, uh, which works out well because she did not usually care for this movie. So Wait, we'll be.
2: We haven't gotten to that yet.
1: Oh, well, I'm, I'm, oh, I was just trying to say maybe you won't be speaking as much, although you said <laughs> you wouldn't be speaking as much in the last section, and you thankfully had lots to say. So we're always welcome for that, too.
2: All right, Nick, do your thing. So we watched <laughs> the movie. What's Nobody's opening have credits? To
1: apologize later. <laughs> <laughs> Both of us, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> what is opening credits, Danny?
2: You tell us who's in the movie.
1: There you go. Okay. <laughs> so everyone, this is uh, we watched. It's a Wonderful Life. It is the 1946 classic starring uh, Sir James Stewart. I gave him the title. I don't actually think he has the title, Sir. In this case, no. sometimes known as Jimmy no, I don't Stewart. Got know
0: He's not a, he wasn't a, he wasn't a British, he can't have it.
1: No. Yeah. Oh, you're right. He's not a citizen. So he couldn't even, yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: We talked about this when we talked about David Bowie.
1: But David Bowie could have, because he was a British citizen. He turned it down. Remember, we discovered yeah. that. It turned
3: it down. Yeah. yeah.
1: Because he's that cool. Anyway, <laughs> Mr. Jimmy Stewart. Uh Donna Reed plays his his wife. Uh Lionel Barrymore plays Mr. Potter, the the old curmudgeon. And before you both ask, yes, he is related to Drew Barrymore. He wow. is her great uncle, as I discovered. Interesting. Uh, then we've got yeah. I I feel like we have to mention also Uncle Billy, played by Thomas Mitchell. I feel like I've seen him in other things black and white as well.
0: Yes, he's been in a yeah, he was uh he was a good character actor in that time.
1: I figured as much, yeah. And then uh, Harvey Danvers plays uh, Clarence. It is directed by Frank Capra, who you might also Mm -hmm. know from things like uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, which was also Jimmy Stewart. Danielle's like, I've never heard of that movie. I have heard of it. (laughs) The story, the scuttlebutt supposedly is that this movie kind of tanked Frank Capra's career because it was not actually very successful in the box office and was critically not not terribly well-received either. Uh, It was written by Francis Goodrich uh, as well as some others and many of them have you know like just lots of credits of the time kind of like uh Thomas Mitchell being a character actor of the time. They had a lot of yeah. kind of, if you know the 1940s movies, you would recognize these names from those films as well. Um, other than that, I was just going to say, yeah, that bit of trivia. Most people, I feel like today it is a staple, this movie. but You
0: can thank NBC for
1: that. And that's exactly what I was going to say. For anybody who doesn't know, the fact that it was not well received, it was dirt cheap and hit um, public domain. So it was literally free for NBC to then play. Right, Alex. Yeah,
0: yeah. They uh, they gobbled that up real quick. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, there was like, let's just let's crank out every year.
1: It's
0: every like, year, sort of early December kind of vibes every year for NBC. I don't know what they're doing in the age of streaming anymore, but um, yeah, because I usually catch it somewhere else. They're making but, their
1: own yeah. content for Peacock.
0: Yeah, I suppose, right. <laughs> Oh, yeah,
2: I was going to say it's kind of like what happened with A Christmas Story, right? Like no one liked that movie until they yeah. played it for <laughs> Literally 24, 24 hours
1: of, of A Christmas Story on TBS. Yeah,
0: it's not mm-hmm. a good movie, but
1: and then here we are. We've now got the, <laughs> the remake of it. So I just,
0: and then I just want you both to know that at, at probably several points uh, talking about this movie, I will go into my Jimmy Stewart oh, accent. I was hoping you that. Do that.
1: Yes, I was so, thinking I would do know. that,
3: too. <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm
1: usually the one doing accents.
2: Was that Jimmy Stewart?
1: <laughs> On the fly. Anyhow, before I embarrass myself further and before we can get to our love stories, anybody who's new will not know that we are first going to get a quick summary of the movie from My Lovely Wife. And for if anyone who is a returning guest, they know that this is everyone's favorite segment.
0: Time for Danny's Dingle. <laughs> All right.
2: It begins with God. Sadness We must save him But wait Let's take 90 minutes (laughs) Rewind time Young kid His ear Uh, A little hoochie mama (laughs) (laughs) Bert and Ernie? Question mark (laughs) Oh R.I.P. Father Potter is a dick
1: (laughs) You can say that about six times Through this movie (laughs)
2: Mother mouth kisses.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does.
2: <laughs> George is down on his luck. Good soul wants to save his business. But wait! A fallen angel. He needs to get his wings. He jumps in. <laughs> he was never born. But then he was born. Everyone is happy. Oh, and there's a basket with money. The end.
0: That was good, yeah. You could say, yeah, you could say uh, uh, that uh, Mr. Potter was uh, was quite the dick.
2: Honestly, the meanest dude.
1: So. Yes, D.E. is pretty terrible. And in fact, like, more so. And I actually had, I don't want to get too far ahead, but I had notes about like, oh, man, this stuff still rings very true about him just being a slumlord and not caring about other people and being a businessman who doesn't care about the human beings around him. Uh, but so before we get too deep into to the details of the nitty gritty in our thoughts on things, we do like to give our love stories, just sort of our background of our history with this movie. And if we have anything sort of cute about our exposure to it, the first time we uh, remember the movie, Movie. I remember it because I had never actually seen it when it was just sort of on or what have you but my mother had grown up clearly with it on all the time and I can remember sometime I don't know uh, exactly I must have been like around 15 or 16 or something like that uh I asked you know mom what was her favorite Christmas movie and, mm, and she was like Die Hard uh, <laughs> She should have been. It is It is a good choice. No, she said, it's a wonderful life. And I realized I'd never seen it. And so I then spent like two or three years trying to find it. Because ironically, because it was public domain, which I know made it like easy to play at different times, when we moved into DVDs and things of that nature, because yeah. it had gotten popular again, its rights were like all weird and tied up. So it was hard to find a copy. And so it took me two or three years to, to find it. And then that was the first time I ever watched it actually start to finish. I'd, of course, seen clips, you know, here and there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so... That's my love story with it, Danny. What's your love hate story with it?
2: Okay, well, the first year Nick and I were dating, actually, his mom got me because she knows I'm a festive bee. <laughs> I'm actually we're wearing our some of our festive uh, t shirts right now. This is my favorite movie, Christmas Vacation. Yeah, yeah.
1: and I'm Christmas wearing Christmas the Santa, one. the Santa t. Go ahead.
0: It's um, Probably my favorite. Oh, a- Christmas all Vacation. Right. Yeah, Christmas Vacation.
2: Hell yeah, yeah. that's correct. Mm-hmm. You've redeemed yourself already, Alex,
0: (laughs) from that rom-com. Bro, from from the rom-coms. I was like, what did I do? I apologize for it.
2: But she got me this big basket of Christmas movies, and I had never seen White Christmas, and we watched White Christmas, and I was like, ooh, I like this little dancey. And then um, It's a Wonderful Life was in there, and I was like, I just don't think I want to watch that. I don't ever want to watch that. So it's sat. It's still sitting in a box right now. I don't think we opened that That may
1: be the copy that I got, actually.
2: Um, But kind of a sad story. It is. Uh, I want to say, f- I should know. It's probably five or six years ago when I was working my first job in disability studies. One of my students passed away unexpectedly. Like, oh no! She was very important to me. She was about to graduate in a week and like had a seizure and died. Um, yeah. and I was having a real tough time, and it was in December. And like, I just remember Nick was like, "We need to watch a Christmas movie to trying to chew. cheer her up." Uh, yeah, and he put on "It's a Wonderful Life," and I I remember hating it. And I think it's just because I was so sad and the movie kind of centers. It starts with death, you know, someone trying to take yeah. their own life. Yeah. And like it ends with him trying to kill himself. Well, you know,
1: it, it, it ends entirely on hope, which was what my foolish brain was thinking. Oh, there's this great heartfelt ending and it's all about life and, you know, love. And it goes on. I did not think through some of the similarities of like being tied into the community and being really important and being someone who was going to leave a very large gap. Um, yeah. which were all true of this person that, that Danielle had recently lost. So. Yeah,
2: so yeah. I had it in my mind that this was a horrible movie. So when you mm-hmm. suggested it, I was like, ah, shit, because <laughs> I <laughs> didn't want to watch it again. I thought I hated it. And I'm not supposed to say this at the beginning. We're supposed to save it till the end, but I was wrong. This is a great movie.
1: All right. <laughs> well, that's, that's a little bit of a spoiler. We won't give a rating, uh, but I'm glad to hear that you've turned around.
2: Yeah, on so it. this was only my second time yeah. watching it.
0: Yeah. okay second time mm-hmm. so I've it's probably seen it uh oh, oh, probably countless in the yeah in the teens i would say i'll give it a i'll give it a number somewhere somewhere in the teens so i first saw this movie um in i want to say when i was in fifth grade so this okay. was around um this is mid 90s and um I had no idea what it was, but uh, for just before Christmas break, we decided, or my class decided, Mm. my my fifth grade teacher decided that they were going to put it on. Sure. uh, Because again, it was just really that somebody had a VHS of it or whatever, and um, it was interesting because I recall coming to school late that day. I think I don't know. I had a dentist appointment or something like that, but I got dropped off late, and so I only caught the i want to this was probably the last two-thirds of the movie so okay. I didn't, i didn't have any idea of what preceded like the angels adult yeah like adult um uh jimmy stewart yeah his like his um <laughs> struggle that's what i'm trying to that's what i'm trying okay his like adult struggles like trying to keep the savings and loan afloat Mm. going to um his brother going to war and him staying home and he wanted to travel and all of that stuff so i had no backstory for that and i was like this guy has it rough (laughs) and then then he's like i want (laughs) i want to jump off this bridge and I'm like, holy crap! What is happening? <laughs> I'm in fifth grade. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. I'm in fifth grade, and I can't believe they showed this to a group of ten-year-olds. Apparently, <laughs> different standards in the nineties. Um, but I really liked the ending. Um, I liked the fantasy part of it, right? I didn't realize that it was more of a spiritual, or religious thing. We were—I was at a Catholic school, uh-huh. so maybe that's why they decided to show it because it's like. See kids, God is real. <laughs> he's got your back. <laughs> yeah, he's got he will send down a guardian angel and he will get those wings. And um <laughs> and God is southern.
1: <laughs> I don't know how that yeah. happened, but we both took it.
0: Is, <laughs> right. It makes a lot of sense. Um And so I I was like, well, this is an interesting movie. I should try to watch the beginning of this. Okay. And so the following Christmas, I I ended up uh watching the whole thing on nbc i was like "Ooh, when's it gonna be on because that was in the days where you had to watch something otherwise you missed it right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: you probably Um, had a tv guide that you were looking ahead for it on yeah yeah exactly (laughs) um
0: and so i watched it and i was like the rest of it makes so much more sense sure this this guy has has uh gone through so much as a kid being deaf in one ear, preventing his boss from accidentally murdering someone. A child. Like yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Uh so there was a lot. And and so it was a it was a yearly thing for me. Um and there's been a few years where I've skipped it because I haven't felt very festive. Mm. Um and we were gonna watch it last night. But I was like, yeah, the movie's kind of dour. And I didn't feel like being in a dour mood for the. It is a long movie. Um, <laughs> being in a tower mood for two 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 and a half hours. Yeah. Or whatever it is. So I was like, eh. but I've seen it enough to where I can just like Speak rattle on it, sure. it off. Yeah. Uh, but so that's my love story with it. Have it's your been children? In my it? life for a long time. They have not watched it. Okay. Uh, ah, I, uh, there was a picture. So they have this little calendar that came home with them tell them all the funny fun things that they're gonna be doing uh leading up to christmas so every day there's a different like theme or a different thing that they're gonna be doing and there's a picture of it's a wonderful like the cover from the poster or whatever of it's a wonderful life and i pointed to it and i'm like do you guys want to watch this and my daughter was like ew no i hate black and white i knew it i was gonna say black and white white is the worst all right all right (laughs) we've got a badass over here um So, I don't know, soon, I don't know if 10 years old, I saw it when I was 10 years old, but I don't know if a (laughs) 10-year-old would really sort of get the nuance Mm -hmm. of many of the things that uh, the characters go through, not just the main characters, but, you know, all of them. And really, for me, it settles on... uh, the way that Mister Potter treats everyone in that movie, mm. because I don't think you get a really good sense of who he is as a person and what that really means for life, unless you're older and you can sort of appreciate that. And like, yeah, that isn't what you should be doing to people. <laughs> you, you should, that's not how you should be talking to people. You shouldn't steal that money. Yeah. Um, all sorts of things, right?
1: That gets me every time. Sorry to interrupt or or, or take the, the conversation another direction, but like I feel as though you could write that character off as not being evil per se. Maybe just like, oh, they really are. They believe in capitalism and you know what I mean? That that there's people in the world that really do think that's the answer to things and they're still decent enough humans. But the moment he <laughs> Alex is making a face at that statement, even. But the moment like he knowingly steals money. steals that money, and and like yeah. didn't. Not only did he not need it, like. He could have had multiple opportunities to just, like, you know, give that money back or be like, oh, you should and use it as a chance to be like a lesson or, you know, still do his snide (laughs) shit where he looks down on them and says, like, you know, uh, oh, it's so terrible. But no, instead, he's just like, yeah, I'm going to keep this money because it's the one way I'm going to take these people out. And I've never been able to yet. It's like, whoa, I equate
0: (laughs) Lionel Barrymore's portrayal to how Danny DeVito did Penguin. Yes, (laughs) yes. 1992's Batman Returns. And, um, you know, so I, I usually, because he kind of has a high pitched voice. So it's like, right, 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 you know, George Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Bailey. Here's your money, Billy. Ma. You know?
2: Actually, I just thought of this now, but have you, well, I hope you all have seen the claymation version of, I don't know which one it is.
1: Are you talking about Heat Miser?
2: No, not Heat Miser. There's a a Miser in a wheelchair, and it's one of those, like, decorated wheelchairs, and he, like, wants to own all the toys and steal all the toys. It's in, uh, I think it's The Year Without a Santa Claus or something like that?
1: One of those ones.
2: And I wonder which one came first, because they're almost the exact same character.
0: I'm sorry, I'm trying to
1: take care of our cat. Hold on.
0: I think they attempted to humanize potter by putting him in a wheelchair mm. but um he's clearly an evil man through and through
2: you know working in disability services I- i've told people this a lot of times uh you can have a disability and still be an asshole <laughs> <laughs> yeah 100 percent. that's called equality <laughs>
3: yeah
1: Exactly. Um, yeah. Disability is just one other characteristic. It's really not that different from like your color of hair. You could be a blonde asshole. You could be a brunette asshole. Like, <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, also, I just kept thinking, how the hell old is Potter? Because he looks he lasts back. forever.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I know. We're talking like, you know, mid 1940s, right? Dude would be on his deathbed. <laughs> But right, he would be he would be dying.
2: Same with the, his uh, boss when he was younger. That guy is decrepit when he's like thirteen. Well, and then he lasts through the whole movie. I'm like, this guy's so old.
1: To be fair, his boss was quote unquote decrepit because he had just gotten a telegram about his son dying and was therefore completely distraught. Like that's why he also makes the mistake with the pills. So, well, you know, I got that part, he, decrepit. Yeah. <laughs> but I will also say, like, this goes along with even Jimmy Stewart. We made comments about like, there's not a lot done in this era, <laughs> uh, at least by modern standards, to kind of make Him them look other. like the ages. Like, there wasn't a bunch of makeup. Like, he's yeah. just clearly. Jimmy Stewart, like, 18, the first time he's trying to go travel, and it's, like, the same Jimmy Stewart as at the very end when he's 45 years old. It's like, this is clearly a 40-year-old man playing an 18-year-old. Did everybody think this was okay?
0: (laughs) Agreed. Yeah, he goes straight from the prom dance to, like, Being an adult looks the exact same. They didn't even do anything with like hair because normally they could do something with hair or clothing to make somebody look older or younger. And they just did not do that for any of these characters. Well, I suppose for Donna Reed, for Mary, they made her look more homely when she had children. But yeah, they didn't really do much for No, they uh, put
2: glasses on her when she became (laughs) an old maid or whatever. Old maid.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's an old maid. And it's like, that's the worst thing that could have happened. (laughs) It's so funny because there's like that throwaway line when she says it earlier. He's like, well, what would you have done if... Um, you know, if I hadn't met you, I hadn't come back. I can't remember how he words it, but it's them courting each other. And she goes, "I probably would have ended up an old maid or something like that." And that's obviously the foreshadowing, but they it just seems like a a joke, a throwaway line. And yet, when they then have it happen actually for her, it's then instead played for like a horror element. It is the worst thing ever.
2: I guffawed at that. She's (laughs) an entire
1: monster. (laughs) She's probably like
2: twenty seven too. So. I like to um, go chronologically, because <laughs> that's how I have my notes. But I do want to say, this beginning, you can tell they were like, we have a piece of paper with holes in it and some light behind it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to film that for 20 minutes. That opening conversation is quite long, don't you think? Where the, all the prayers come up and they're like, hey, Robert, call Clarence. Which is, wait, Robert? Joseph. Joseph.
1: Joseph,
0: Joseph Is yeah. that
2: Joseph? Joseph? Joseph, mm-hmm. Which Joseph? <laughs>
0: Joseph. Um, the dad? Uh, Jesus' dad? Jesus' dead. dad, I
1: think, right? I, it could be. I feel like they were just, those were just a bunch of um, biblical generic names. biblical names. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, kind of like sure. um, in 30 Rock, every time uh, the, the Hayseed character, Kenneth? he's, thank you, Kenneth, he's always being like, I wasn't done with him, Jacob, or like, Jacob, no, you can't take him. And he like turns out to later be... Sort of an angel character, question mark. Anyway, so I feel like it was just another generic biblical name.
2: But there was a really good line where they were like, is he sick? That's where Clarence asks. Worse. Discouraged. And I felt that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, truly. Mm -hmm.
2: That opening is really kind of heartbreaking where everyone's like, you hear it in their prayers that they're desperate for George and like I honestly didn't remember the movie I think I blacked it out so I was like what's happening with George
1: I will say I think I forgot it too that it opens with everyone else's prayers for him
0: yeah um, I didn't um, <laughs> because I've seen it so many times but it is a it is a great Frank Capra thing okay. to start a movie um, with sort of the third act yeah <laughs> sort of already in progress sure um and so you get a sense of okay where this is going so it sets the stage and it's like okay Clarence is going to be sent down and so that's the moment that Clarence is on the bridge right Mm. so you were right right, Danny when you said then you go back in time 90 90 minutes (laughs) um (laughs) and then you just sort of cycle through and that's because the viewer needs to know why are all these people praying for George? Mm-hmm.
1: And I took a note. Um, it was, I was, I was curious if it was going to be real time. Cause one of them says, you're going to spend the next hour. Cause they were like an hour from now is when you're going to go down. And he's like, Oh, I better go change. And he says, no, you're going to spend the next hour getting to know this guy. And then that's when they do the, mm. the flashback. It was one hour and 37 minutes okay. from that moment <laughs> to uh, when he's at the bar. So depending upon when you want to play that, but yeah. Yeah, you, you had yeah, it right I mean, minutes.
0: you know about an
2: hour <laughs> <laughs> sure ish although I was right. thinking back on his storyline and I'm like, what could you cut? And they do such a beautiful job of setting up who George really is through mm-hmm. all of his stories. I'm like, I'm not sure
0: if you could cut
1: you a certainly lot of couldn't stuff. cut whole scenes or whole sequences, I don't think
0: yeah, no, I don't think so either. and I think um I think I would imagine there was a lot on that cutting room floor that they didn't put in,
1: yeah. I, sure. I, in fact, I bet they—they they probably. I the one thing I thought to myself that I, I feel like I always forget, and this is jumping way ahead, and I know you'll hate that, but they there's this almost obligatory shoe in about uh, World War II and what everyone is doing, and it's sort of this brief montage, and it was like I'm—I'm I'm glad that they didn't make the movie all about that, but I feel like because it was a movie coming out in 1940, you know, whatever, like you couldn't not have, you know, it'd be like yeah. having something in two, the year 2002 and and like having it take place in 2002 real world and not have any mention of 9-11. Like it would just be silly to do, so. Yeah, for but sure. Makes sense. I will give one brief shout out so that you can then move forward from there, but I want to go a little bit, a step behind the the old, outdated graphics. The title cards. This is a lost art farm. Far-
3: the- <laughs> lost art farm! Uh, uh, uh.
0: <sighs> and, and, yeah. And form,
2: some would say. <laughs> some might
1: say. Listeners, wife alex i'm sorry i'm sorry for my uh i'm sorry for making
0: a crack at you (laughs) i'm not sorry i thought that was funny
1: (laughs) but but truly those those title cards were gorgeous and it made me like also they
0: they really are i mean Mm -hmm. i i would say a lot of movies from that era just have that art direction there is just wonderful
1: and it's a thing that, like, it, it, when we talk about opening credits in movies, they talk about, quote, unquote, the title cards. And I rarely ever think about the fact that that comes from, they literally used to just film someone moving the cards. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I think Elf starts out that way. Probably. But it's digital. But still, they start out that way. Anyway. Um, so is Bert and Ernie... <laughs>
0: Yeah, who's what are your thoughts? Bert and
1: Ernie? Oh, so he d- d- you've seen this more than us, but you haven't caught this before, Alex. I
2: can't remember which one is which, but one's the taxi driver and one's the policeman.
1: Cop is Bert. Uh, oh, cop
2: is Bert. I just, I don't know if that's Bert and Ernie. I, I? If they became from this movie.
1: I mean. Oh,
0: if, if uh, Jim Henson named Bert and Ernie uh-huh. uh, on Sesame Street after these two guys? Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> that would be interesting. I have no idea. Just a thought.
1: You don't. You, you don't know that bit of right? trivia. You don't know 30, how to finish the other bits of trivia about you oh, know, know what right. <laughs> what cosmopolitan movie she, or I magazine I know, she right. works for.
0: I I have the weirdest film trivia in my <laughs> mind. I, I mean that's thirty years.
1: That's 30 I'm I'm wondering, it, it, but it would have been something that would have influenced. I feel like Jim Henson, and if I he thought to young, myself, yeah. you know, one of them was kind of taller and bald, and the other one was a little bit. Uh, you know, shorter and kind of had a tuffle of hair. I don't know.
2: I'm going to look it up and we'll we'll let you know, listeners. Um, okay. So the child sees never
1: going to look that up. Anyway. <laughs>
2: the child sees <laughs> are heartbreaking. He's such a good kid. He saves his brother, gets deaf in one ear, saves his boss. And I just really like the blonde Gail in the movie the whole time. Who, who I said, she's a little hussy. I enjoy her. What's her name? Jane? Janie? Do you know um, what I'm talking about?
1: Is it Daisy or something like? That? I'm I I know who you're talking about. The, the, she's, yeah, the little
0: the little girl, the crush girl. Uh huh. Um, I don't remember her name. She doesn't stick out to me. But, but she stays throughout the whole movie.
1: And she you does, you yeah. identified with her because of not only is she blonde, not only is she cute, <laughs> but the first time we see that character, she's sitting there and she says something about I want to kiss uh, George to Mary, and Mary responds but you want to kiss all the boys. And you turned to me and said, same.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then I can't remember. Is it Mary or Janie? Whatever her name is. Who kneels down into his ear and says, I love you, George Bailey. Is that Mary? Who That was Mary.
1: Mary. That was Mary. That's such a sweet little movement.
0: And she specifically does it in his deaf ear. Mm
3: hmm.
1: In fact, I think she says, like, let's see how deaf you are in this ear. And then leans forward. I will say also, and sorry, I'm trying to now look up this characters. (laughs) (laughs) I think I was going to say, I feel like something I took a note on. A lot of times in this podcast, we end up talking about how media does not portray relationships, dating, courtship in a terribly... timely way or a long lasting way. And aside from one scene that I then later made a note on that was pretty obvious to me, their courtship is so sweet, so genuine. And I thought like yeah. in all of the right ways could still maintain today uh, as the way one should uh, develop a relationship in my humble opinion.
0: Yeah. And the what do blonde. you want, Mary? You want the moon? <laughs> just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it oh it's so sweet pull it down and then she then she draws it like oh my god i know that's a pretty good idea (laughs) (laughs) why do you the moon mary i'll take it then what (laughs) well you can swallow it and it'll dissolve and
1: i thought you were going to remember all the lines like you i remembered i could have quoted up till that point And then beyond it, I think I would have been lost.
2: Yeah, but you didn't even watch the movie this year. That's impressive. That's how many times you've seen it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I actually say that line quite a bit. It is very sweet. I I, I exist through life on movie quotes. Um, Mm -hmm. They get me through my day. (laughs) And um, whenever somebody says the moon, I'll be like, you want the moon?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It is so cute. I love it. And then he wants, you know, the house and she picks out the house. I think I wrote a note somewhere where it's like. they
0: threw a rock at it.
3: (laughs) I said
2: her wish ruined his life because she overrode his wish. He wanted to travel. And she said, nah, brah, we're going to have all these obstacles in our way.
1: (laughs) No, but that's the message of the movie. It didn't ruin his life, it made his life.
2: That's true, you're right, you're it right. It just
1: wasn't what he yeah, thought he it's, needed.
0: It's, it's a wonderful life. <laughs> <laughs> I also think Roll that credits.
2: Uh, George has a very sweet family. They're all very sweet to each other, which makes it even sadder when you know the dad passes away unexpectedly. Um, mm. But I know that families in the 40s, especially men, we're not always very nice. Mm. I think a great representation, I'm hopping ahead, is the end when George gets so mad. I'm like, I feel like that was the norm. And yeah. his family is like, I've never seen this side of dad.
1: And the, and they were all understandably scared. Yeah. Because of that.
2: Yeah. But they do a, a good job of just being like, no, George is a good dude. He's just a sweet yeah, dude. I
0: think um, because he goes from like zero to holy shit pretty darn quickly with the yeah. billy losing the money mm-hmm. um i think at that point he thought his life was actually over yeah yeah Very sad. um and so he you know he's just a reckless abandon going home telling his kids to shut yeah. up yeah like, like,
3: stop. i don't playing. care
0: about you right now uh and then and just like having to get and i mean he does what a lot of i, I would imagine a lot of fathers did at the time was just leave Mm -hmm. Mm. I mean um, he was probably thinking about never coming back and I would imagine a lot of fathers also thought they were never going to come back or didn't come back Um, and then you know it took a little bit of uh, Clarence time to make him realize that he should go back to the thing that actually brought him quite a bit of joy he just couldn't see that in the moment because you know Our world is ruled by money and really evil men who want to take advantage of us.
2: Yeah. And I think that end scene also shows their relationship because when he gets home, Mary isn't there. And she was out looking for him. And I think that Mm. just really tells how much she loves him because he was a horrible person. And she still left her children with reporters, question mark,
1: Yeah, or, right. or I noted lawyers that too, or I whatever. I clocked that, too, Did she, like, were the report? because she looked surprised when she came in and they were there. And so I'm like, that means that, A, she left the kids alone. B, those people let themselves in. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I want to say Bedford Falls was uh, the kind of town that you could, like, just, like, rock up into somebody's house and be like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, I think you're probably right, yeah. And then they were like, would you like a bottle of ice cold milk?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have a question about Bedford Falls. Um, what time is it ever? Because I swear, they're like setting up that it's like midnight, these parties are ending, people are walking home, but then the town is hopping. People are just like out on walks. I don't
0: understand. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it it feels like it's a big city like they gave it a lot of activity. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was a production decision decision to like make it seem like there was activity. That Bedford Falls was the place was the place where if you, you know white people went um, <laughs> <laughs> and had a had a good time, could be out at any time of night and, and that kind of thing. I guess. Yeah, fair. But, I mean, um, but it was definitely billed as small town northeast. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. For sure.
2: Agreed. Um, and by the way, there is one black person in town, and it's their housekeeper. And I
1: was going to say, and that one person <laughs> is. And mm-hmm.
2: ha- Harry, is that the brother's name? I think yeah. so. Harry, do you did you guys clock when he just grabs her ass? The... He like slaps her yeah. ass, grabs her ass, and pushes her into the kitchen.
1: Oh, God. I must like, have been taking a note on something God. else. No, I did not. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. And she goes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <Bailey>. <laughs> There so, are some things that don't hold up.
1: I, I was just going to say there may be some relationship aspects that <laughs> have stood the test of time, but uh, as usual, there's always something in a movie that's yeah, yep. horrific. In
0: 1946, only seven years after Hattie McDaniel won the uh, Best Supporting uh, Actress uh, Oscar. So, I mean, there was still a lot of there's still a lot of work to be done. Yeah. Well, there still is today. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I was going to say real quick, though, just to before we get past uh, him being angry and her, her going after him and all that scene of things. I feel like this was the first time I f- truly felt the stakes, Alex, of what you were talking about, like that kind of explain why that behavior was acceptable i don't know in previous watches i think part of me just was like oh he had a bad day at work and it was like this is just how dads were when they had a bad day at work whereas this time it really did sink in of like no this is so out of the norm because even when he has a bad day at work he doesn't do that what he's looking at is literally staring down the barrel of like complete financial ruin probably going to prison never gonna Uh see his kids again like i'm like yeah that's a bit more than your typical bad day this 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 response is maybe understandable
2: And he's worth more dead than alive like that. That really hit me.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Have you have the two of you heard about what's going on with this crypto exchange FTX?
1: I've been following some of it.
0: No. So just briefly for the listeners, um, FTX was a crypto cryptocurrency exchange. And there were some bad decisions that were made by lots of people, including the CEO and, um, which led people to run on it, mm-hmm. try to withdraw their money. And that's mm. exactly what happens in this movie. Mm. And that was what and I explained has, to you. Yeah. And FTX has filed for bankruptcy because it was, wasn't able to, um,
1: Pay it's that funny out.
0: mean that they were withdrew, right? Yeah. And that's exactly what happens with the savings and loan. They all run on the savings and loan, and he's like, "Oh, hold on, everybody! Oh, I'll get you your, oh my, oh God, my, my honeymoon <laughs> money! Oh, here, that's enough for you, and uh, enough for you, and." And, and it just causes so much havoc, and, and that could have downstream consequences. Yeah, like you were saying, Nick, it could have ended with him going to prison.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, and- how heartbreaking is that moment, too, where he's, like, giving out his personal money. He didn't get a honeymoon. He yeah. didn't get to travel. He got nothing. And finally, you're like, ah, they're going to go. And then that day, pouring rain, they make a run on all the banks.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that seems to happen over and over and over again to him. And I, and I, I made that note of, because I mean, listeners know. And so therefore I know Alex, you listen some, I've had struggles with depression in my life and, you know, suicidal thoughts and definitely have always thought, you know, that uh, you're worth more dead than alive feeling. And also being the type of person that I think you can get to that headspace where you just, you, whether it's accurate or not, you feel as though, (laughs) you have maybe lived your life of always for others and, and putting others first. And you, every time you think you're going to get the thing that you wanted, the, the thing that you think you need, something happens where, you know, it doesn't pan out that way and it can be very yeah. easy to lose sight of uh-huh. how that in the long run can still pan out to be a very good life. Um, and so that's, that was something I very much identified with, but also just specifically sort of his, Every moment he's, you know, and then he does the quote-unquote right thing of putting someone else before himself, and and that's just a repeated difficulty. So, yeah.
0: Thank you for sharing. I do have some qualms with the way I don't know if I'm advancing this the uh, chrono- chronology here, but Go I for do it. have uh, some qualms with the way that um, the film portrays his butterfly effects here. Okay. Um, because I honestly, don't <laughs> I? I I I don't know that a town would like descend into <laughs> Pottersville. <laughs> uh, Pottersville the way the way that it would in real life. like no I don't think anyone has that amount of uh, ability to create that change in at that level at that butterfly effect level where it's just like you know the flap of the butterfly wings has downstream consequences for that are like hurricanes or whatever. I don't think it would descend into Pottersville. I think there would be a lot of uh, quite a, quite a few people would be like, well, I don't know if I want to rename Bedford Falls. <laughs> I,
1: I will, I will say, so I do think the speed at which it would have had to happen probably. <laughs> oh my God. True, yeah, it Cause would've it would have been, been like, like seven years or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? like,
0: right. Yeah.
1: But <laughs> I, I did clock that. I think actually whether it gets renamed or not, I think the bigger thing there is, and maybe it is longer than seven years. It's not that he personally is it. It's that he personally kept the building and loan open. And I feel like this watch I noticed it's the building and loan that is clearly time and time again, the one and only thing that's preventing Potter from literally owning the whole town. So Mm
0: -hmm. yes, that is, that is, I mean, they, they smack you over the head with, with that, um, that it is the, the savings and loan. Um, But I don't know if George, Bailey has that much sway. I don't know. Maybe if, um, you know, Uncle Billy wasn't such a uh, alcoholic that he could handle it better. Maybe um, the father doesn't die when the father dies. Right. Just senior uh, Bailey senior doesn't die when when he dies. Um, you know, it's just a lot of stuff that has to happen. Sure. It could be in succession Sorry. for. uh bedford falls to descend into like
1: tomfoolery <laughs> yeah because uh, it was like it is it is <laughs> there's people getting kicked out of nightclubs everywhere yeah. is you know neon Whoa, signs new girls new girls yeah. yes
0: <laughs> total character changes for burton ernie too yes like, uh you know he's like what are you talking about get out of my way like he, not not a nice cab driver anymore telling people to like what are you talking about? Get out of get out of here. But could this uh,
2: actually be instead not the reality, but almost like a um, Christmas Carol moment of oh, like yeah, no, showing George them. Finn, like, my
0: headcanon, my headcanon because I've seen it so many times. So I've decided to make different stories. My headcanon is is that um uh George does jump in because he, he jumps in to save Clarence, right? So if he does jump in, ends up getting hypothermia has hypothermia and is in engaging in sort of like the maybe not fever dreams, because right. that would be the opposite, but like hypothermia dreams. And that's what he's experiencing. And somebody finds him and is like, hold on, let me warm you up. And then he up and he, he ends up making it back home.
2: I think you just removed all the magic from this movie.
0: I have, yes, hundred percent. But that's what happens when you see a movie so often, (laughs) right? You have to start making stuff up, and that's exactly what. um, That's exactly what. I'm not a religious person. I was going to say
1: he removed the religion from it. He removed the religion from it.
0: if you take away the spirituality of it, you kind of have to figure out, okay, what is actually is happening because it's not magic it's god so and
1: i was going yeah yeah that's true it is yeah unless you unless you're going to say on record here that, that god is just you know no he's different than, than other magic i said it he's he's a wizard
2: god is magic
3: god is
0: a wizard
1: yes a wizard. i mean
0: why else would we think that god is a white-haired long-bearded man that hangs out in space actually
2: <laughs> god is a woman so
0: or okay a, a, a long-haired woman with a beard who hangs out in space. A hippie. Even
1: better, even better. I have mm-hmm.
2: a couple of points I just want to say out loud because this movie, this story actually ages pretty well because I kept thinking, Trump, 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 you know?
0: <laughs> but, yeah, and like savings a- and loans.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but a couple of things don't age. You know, grabbing your housekeeper's ass. Mm.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jimmy Stewart kisses his mother, sorry, George. Kisses his mother on the mouth, not once, but twice, and the second time was very passionate. He lingered
1: a little bit. He that like, was it. Made me uncomfortable. Looked deep in her eye and
0: basically licked his mother. And that woman, the actress, uh, was probably thirty years his senior in real life.
2: Yeah, rough. Um, a crow and a squirrel. Like those are wild pets.
1: Well, he clearly had a bunch of others too. When they do show Uncle Billy's house.
2: Yeah, I mean he's, he's a like wild surrounded man. It's by them. very interesting. I wrote a note here. I am now so now you know
0: why he l- like drops the money and is like <laughs> <laughs> complete scatterbrain. Yeah,
2: which is sad because he did it to like rub in Potter's face that he's proud of his nephew. So that was sad. Yeah. Um, I wrote a note. I am so confused but turned on question mark.
1: What was that from?
2: I think when George goes over to Mary's house and she's like, "Are you gonna come in?" and then they just like. Are on the phone, drop the phone, and then make out. I just didn't know how that happened.
1: That was the oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then they get married after that. Literally, the next scene is them married.
1: That was the one scene where I was like, okay, this doesn't quite age as well because that scene divulges into him just like shaking her by the shoulders and like screaming in her face, and then that's when they have a passionate kiss and then fall in love. And I was like, ooh, don't don't love the the physical abuse vibes that are happening here.
0: <laughs> like she would have punched him in the face. I think if that were real life, yeah, like a, the smack in the face, like you sh- don't shake people. Yeah, like people who does shake that? People, <laughs> how, how is Clarence gonna do anything for you <laughs> if you go around shaking people? But then next again, The next thing you're gonna do is you're gonna stick a uh, a stick into Mister Potter's wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens when he tries to wheel himself out of there.
1: That I actually would have been ah! okay with. <laughs>
2: But again, I wrote but turned on, so it worked for me, I guess. Don't shake me.
0: Okay. <laughs> a house was Noted. worth
2: five thousand dollars. That was, damn.
0: Yeah, man. They were Ooh. making
2: forty-five dollars a week. That stuff is wild. Um.
1: Yeah, I, I I ran some money on that actually when he was sorry to I I like did some numbers. Where did it go? Where did it go? It was oh, so te- I know it was Justin ten times. Yeah. Well, not all. Oh no, I didn't do the inflation. I, that would have just made me so sad. Um, But he, when he said he made $45 a week, I figured out that he made like, that means he made like $2,000 a year is what it was. So when he was saying, you know, I'll pay you $20,000 a year. Cause that for us, like, we're like 20, that's the, that's the, this is going to break your head. Like he was going from, you know. 2,000 to 20,000. So it'd be the same as multiplying your current income by 10. Like, whatever that number is, that's what you need to be thinking about. Yeah. Which would make me consider my, uh, my, all of my morals too, if so. (laughs) If someone said, "I'm just gonna multiply your current salary by ten. Will you do this job that you will have to sell your soul for?" Yeah. Uh, I'd at least have to think about it. Fair. I love that moment though when he goes to shake his hand, and that's what like wakes him out of that stupor. Like, and it just like it looks slimy, and he yeah. like looks at his hand, and he's like disgusted by it. That was a great moment. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, there's a pool in the floor that blew my mind.
0: Oh yeah, when the gym. Um, so. My my school, Eureka College, um, in where we currently have our TV and radio studios, which were which was sort of converted from what used to be the theater, although it is technically still the theater now too. Um, there used to be a swimming pool in that floor. What? That's so cool. Yeah, it was an indoor <laughs> gymnasium with a swimming pool under a floor that that went like that, and and I, so. When I learned that after, you know, like a year or so working there, I was like, wait, what What are you telling me that it was just like It's a Wonderful Life? (laughs) Bedford Fall High?
2: (laughs) That blew my mind, honestly. Um, And then I wrote Bring Back Dance Contest. However, to do a Charleston for that long, that's why people were so skinny back in the day. (laughs) That's a lot of cardio. Oh,
0: my God. Yeah. Yeah. I did have. They do still. They They do dance comp- they do like it's not like a dance thing that just happens
1: at your your school though
0: I mean I don't think it happens at school up. anymore but yeah <laughs> you can like sign up for if you really really want to do dance till you drop they do oh. still do them
2: mhm mm. um and then I had one question Alex
1: shut up you're going to get me signed up for something <laughs>
2: <laughs> good cardio
0: dance till you drop yeah <laughs> doing um, the charleston
1: yeah
2: <laughs> so in that an early on scene, right after his dad dies, he has a black band around his suit. Did you did you all notice that? Like on his sleeve, he has a black band. Uh-huh. I think that
0: uh, indicates that you're a pallbearer.
1: I was assuming it had something to do with the morning, Yeah,
0: I, I think I think that's what that means. Is w- interesting. I think it's still a practice done today.
1: It that was like right as he was coming from the funeral, correct?
2: Oh, I don't know. It was just it was that business meeting where they're like, well, we have to determine who's taking over.
1: Yeah. Um, then I'm not sure. Sh- well, they did say that that, that was three days later, three months later oh, or something. Cause, later. cause Potter says it's been three months. So maybe it is. I couldn't, I remember clocking it and I remember not knowing if it was a More? fashion thing on both sleeves or if it was, he was wearing a black, uh, thing. I, I do know that that's been a practice of like, I am in mourning kind of thing. You know what I mean? That you would then do that. Well, you know, well past being a pallbearer, but, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was that everything for you?
0: And
2: then I just—if they redid this movie, which I don't think they should, and unfortunately this wouldn't work either. But um, Clarence would be the best played by R.I.P. Leslie Jordan. Didn't he give you Leslie Jordan vibes? Do you know who Leslie? Oh
1: Jordan is?
0: yeah. Yeah. That would be that would be really yeah. fun. That was
2: just my thoughts. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I agree with that. I could totally see that. Well.
0: I, one of the if I if I may add, I was just one
1: about thing. to say, what else do you have? So,
0: oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> so one of the things that brought this movie back for me after you know period of <coughs> excuse me after a period of um, you know sort of in the in the bin so to speak um, was the killer song boots. Um, which samples the movie. Are you bo- are either of you I'm, familiar I with this song? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. So, the Killers, you're familiar with the band Killers, I mm-hmm. hope. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, the Killers, f- since like 2007 or something like that, um, I don't know if they're doing it, re- have done it recently because I haven't been following what they've been doing recently, but um, they released a s- Christmas song every year oh. um, for Product Bread which is Bono's um, AIDS relief organization. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so they they would release one, and I think in, like, 2012 uh, or somewhere around there, they released Boots. And Boots is a really good song, in my opinion. And it uh, samples uh, the his praying scene in the bar. Um,
1: okay. Dear Heavenly
0: Father, <laughs> if you can hear me um at the beginning and then it it goes into the mood mu- it goes into the music and uh in the music video they show that it's a the song is uh, the music video at least i don't know what the song is necessarily about but i mean i guess like uh traditions and things and being welcome and home and uh just doing fun stuff during the uh the holiday season in this sort of melancholy way. And the music video shows this guy who looks a lot like Ben Folds. If you've ever seen Ben Folds, um, it looks a lot like Ben Folds. It's not Ben Folds. I looked it up. I was like, <laughs> like, is that it looks ben Folds? like Ben Folds. <laughs> and so I looked it up and it is not, but, um, who is down on his luck dad. And, um, he's sort of f- homeless, I guess. And, He's trying to get uh, enough money to get his kids who live with uh, the mother uh, a Christmas present. And so that's the music video. But it starts off with um, George in the bar at the beginning on a television screen um, inside the house. So it's sort of like diegetic um, in a sense. And then the music starts playing. I, I just the 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 song is really good. I definitely suggest to listen. The song is really good. Um, that scene is really is probably for probably for religious people, but even for spiritual people who right. may not necessarily believe in Christianity or something like that. That him praying in the middle of a bar. Um, at down to his last rope, you know, down to his last thread of of existence, whether or not he should or should not do anything, and him reaching out, and of course, that's the catalyst for Clarence. Of course, uh, that we've all felt sort of that kind of despair, maybe not in various shades of intensity to actually go through with it, right? But sort of feeling i don't know what my next step is i don't know what i'm doing i don't know what's what's happening next and sort of like universe give me a sign kind of thing um it sort of brought the movie back for me and you know other than it'll be watched at at some point before christmas this year but that's what sort of brought it back for me over the last few years um was that song and i like and and The Killers have made uh, enough Christmas songs to last, you know, an album. So they have, like, a couple of albums. So they're like, you can keep playing that song over and over again. And it is catchy. If you listen to it after we talk here, you let me know how catchy it is. Because it is a really catchy song. I mean, I'll definitely be
1: looking it up after
0: this. I wonder if
2: I've heard it but turned it off because I'm like, nope, sad. She does it
0: do the thing. It is a very melancholy, but I mean, it, the the lyrics offer the same kind of hope that the movie offers, right? So, um, the the last line of the chorus is "I stomp my boots before I go back in," and that's like uh, I've I've got my boots on. I've got we we've, we've just been playing in the snow. I'll stomp my boots before I head back in, in inside. It's really good, but yes, the music is very melancholy
2: cute well listen i think nick is writing i'm writing it
0: down
1: i'm writing it down
0: (laughs) and nice
2: nice um any other final thoughts just on this movie in general
0: um don't show it to 10 year old kids (laughs) (laughs) but no (laughs) i I respectfully think
1: i will show it to my kids sooner by the way
0: that's fair that's fair i was just joking um I do want to show it to my kids, but they have no interest in Italy, fair enough. Black I mean, yeah,
1: you tried. You say you say you were going to show it to, but actually, then you also shared the story of you offered and they said no, thank you.
2: There's yeah, a color right. version. There is a remastered version. We have it downstairs. Oh,
0: yeah. It's a color. It's colored version.
2: Yeah, the same thing they did with White Christmas. They have one in color.
1: Mm-hmm. And oh, uh, Miracle I on 34th one, Street. Then.
0: Yep. Okay, so Miracle on 34th Street is is on the list for them. But we're probably gonna watch the like the Matilda actress sure, one, sure, sure. Mara Mara Wilson or whatever mm-hmm. her name was. Uh, we're probably gonna watch that one first since that was like made in the nineties. But yeah, I do know that they did colorize the uh, the original quote mm-hmm. unquote. Um, but you were saying no, about I, Wonderful Life. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as far as It's a Wonderful Life goes, um, I think it's a great story on how much we don't realize we impact the people around us. Mm. And uh, as you were saying earlier, Nick, um, you know, people who are deep in depression, having suicidal ideation and not really understanding that um, for better or for worse. I mean, I'm not trying to get anybody's head here, but not understanding that they are valued far more than they realize. Um, I always like to say to people who, um, who may need to hear it is that you are somebody's reason to smile. And that I think helps put it into a little perspective. I have not thought about, um, harming myself in that way but somebody shared that with me about 15 years ago uh, you are somebody reason to smile and it is it stuck with me because as much as I get stuck in my head my anxiety con- keeps constantly keeps me in my head um, as much as I um, get stuck in my head and think that everything that I do is kind of crappy and lame and (laughs) and not worth it and dumb and silly and all sorts of negative and or disparaging uh, adjectives. Uh, At least I can think to myself that, you know, um, at least Astrid's there. Um, She's, she's my reason to smile. I'm her reason to smile. And I just, kind of fills me with some warm fuzzies and then I can look back at this movie and sort of get that same impact and and that's why I like watching it it's not for the um, although I do enjoy the uh, anti-capitalist takes (laughs) while watching it but I watch it for the ending and not for the little girl saying
3: look he got it he got it (laughs)
0: I I hate that line with a fiery passion. Um, And not just for what it means, but for uh, the way that the little girl says it. But, I mean, regardless of that one... (laughs) I do like the end where the whole town's like, yo, dog, we love you. Yeah. Of course we would help out. Yeah. You gave us your money back in the day. Did you think we were going to forget? You thought we were going to forget. We'll talk about that later. But right now, (laughs) we're going to help you out.
2: Yeah. And it does say, which I think is an interesting way to end it as well, when he reads the um, book inscription, no man is a failure who has friends. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is an interesting way to say the same thing you just said, which is, like, you're somebody's reason to smile.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's... I definitely identify, and that's... I, not to pile on too much, but since we kept it somber uh, for a while there before Alex was successfully uh, brought us back out of it, I there was a person in high school that I knew who did claim their life, and I will remember going to a sort of ceremony about them where people were encouraged to share their thoughts uh, and type them onto a screen. And I, I did share there and, I, and I've shared with others that um, that person before they took their life uh, had been my reason to smile, had been someone who pulled me out of depression in a way that I never really shared with them. And that is something that has been a lifelong lesson too, that I think is the same thing we're talking about of like, you yeah. don't, know the impacts you are having on people's lives and I promise you no matter how much you think you don't matter no matter how much insignificant you feel in the given moment believe me as Alex said we've all been there whether or not you have uh the darker thoughts or not you've everybody has felt that and despite having everyone had that thought everyone has also still made an impact that they just don't even see They're, you your life has ripples uh that's you know you don't even have the ability to take note of so anywho,
2: I say we end there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like that. But going back to like I mean, our last last year, last month's Christmas movie has that moment and it was not as well executed. Uh, you did not have as much of a reason, but it was the same general idea of the community comes to support someone. And that always gets me in the feels in a good way, because it's always that yeah. that idea of hope.
2: Yeah, so if you want to watch the brand new Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie, it has the same ending as It's a Wonderful Life. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert. That
1: movie steals uh, from a lot uh, of ah. Christmas
2: movies. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to watch it. It's fine. So should we do heart ratings?
1: Yes, let's do heart ratings and uh, whether or not you would renew your vows. So listeners, this is where we will give a zero to five heart rating for our movie that is designed intentionally to be an objective rating of how good or bad we think that movie is. And then our, would I renew my vows is do I plan to ever watch this again? Even if you were to rate this a 0.5 and you think it's a terrible movie, maybe you uh, love watching it for your own reasons and that's perfectly okay. So
3: <laughs> like the room. Uh, <laughs> yes, oh, yes.
1: Yes. That is a perfect example. <laughs> um, I will absolutely watch that movie again. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go ahead. I was on the fence, and I think I'm going to go with a 4.5 out of five. Definitely was never going to give it perfect, but our conversation knocked it up about 2.5 for me. Whoa. Or 0.25, 2.5. I was 2. like, 2.5? <laughs> uh, 0.25, uh, yeah. Um, would you renew your vows? Definitely would renew my vows. Uh, I'm... I'm so elated ever since i made her watch this movie the first time several years ago, it has been one that I've wanted to watch and she's insisted not. So now that thank you, Alex, you have made us watch it and she did not have a choice. She has admitted that perhaps she'd be willing to see it again. So now, yes, at some point in the future, in some holiday season, we will watch it again.
2: Yeah, I'll give it 4.75 because it's just a a touch long. (laughs) Wow. Four
0: points. You're you're even higher than me. Just for length.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But otherwise, it actually is like a really, really good movie. So thank you, Alex. How much
0: shorter would it have to be to get a full five hearts? Ooh.
2: Fifteen minutes.
1: Wow, that's not too much. So there's a cutout there. That's I'll find a it. Point one five.
0: You know, wait. Uh, oh, that was yeah, bad math. So fifteen that. minutes. Um, <laughs> mm, what would have to be cut out from there? Mother kisses. Maybe, maybe the, the the dance. No, that
2: no. Pool, the pool is life-changing, you know? Okay, that's true. <laughs>
0: you
1: true. need the context of why she ends up naked in the bush and why he's walking her oh, home yes, at night yes, and they're yeah, dressed in true. someone we else's clothes. Yeah, yeah, You could have yeah. shortened uh, that, though. You could shorten that sequence for sure.
0: That. You could shorten that. You could get rid of the whole moon thing because you're lassoing the moon. How dare you, sir? <laughs> how, how dare you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh,
1: <laughs> would I renew
2: my vows? Yeah, for sure, but I'm also going to be wrapping presents or you know be a little busy
3: <laughs> yeah not just yeah, sitting those in the <laughs> That
0: after you watch it you can sort of put it on and just do whatever with I mean th- literally heard a story on NPR last week where um Hallmark okay. and Lifetime are cranking out these movies mm-hmm. for hmm.
1: that exact purpose that they know that people are not actually watching them. They're just kind of have them on in yeah. the background. They're a They're formula. Sort of on in the you background. like the Christmassy yep. and they aspect. They are a formula
0: yep. and they crank them out. Yep. And Netflix They're is doing, doing it now filming. too. Oh my God. <laughs> they they like film them in the middle of a hot friggin' yeah. summer in Canada and trying to make like fake snow and stuff. <laughs> and it's just like they, they know people will just have it on. In the background,
2: yeah, and eighty percent of them include Candace Camu- Cameron Bure, whatever her name is. Bure, yeah, Bure.
0: Bure. I always say it, I it rhymes with puree.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Alex, what what would you rate this movie? You picked it,
0: <laughs> so i I give it um, I give it four four hearts. Uh, okay, um, and I was sort of going back and forth between four uh, four point five. Uh, I think this is Frank Capra's probably second best movie even though even though he was not given that honor yeah um in the mid 1940s um because he tells a very good story um i, I think it's only second to uh, mr smith goes to washington sure uh but the two of them uh jimmy stewart and um frank capra were amazing they make a good team. Um, the length uh, is a is a knock for me on that one, yeah. and then um, I would say the some of the characters are a little they're a little annoying, <laughs> <laughs> and not just the Every little girl. Every
3: time a bell rings,
0: <laughs>
3: teacher says, "Oh yeah, you believe everything your teacher says." Actually, no, that's a good point,
0: but still. <laughs> What is your teachers telling you about religion? Come on, you go to public school or what? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I think she you already better said. Better be going to a private Christian school is all I'm saying.
2: <laughs> hi, hi, hi. So uh, you would so, re- yeah, renew these for, vows, huh?
0: <laughs> I, I, I definitely would. I mean, I would say that uh, it'll be by the time I'm an old man, it'll be. I've seen that movie dozens of times. <laughs> That George Bailey. You're Jimmy
2: Stewart as an old man. <laughs> That's what you sound like.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, a little rare window going on. Oh, I don't know what you're
2: talking
1: about.
0: We're
2: just going to end the podcast with him speaking. As well,
1: Stewart. I was going to give him a chance to plug himself. Oh, give, yes. us, give us a little bit more about your podcast, yes, Alex, where people can find again. that. Where can people find you online?
0: Oh, okay. Well, um, uh, you can find me on Twitter while it lasts <laughs> off a... Swan prof a swan. Um, cause that's what I am. I'm I'm like a bird. Uh little
3: <laughs> <to> fly away. <laughs>
0: uh I you can find the podcast, Cinema Psych Podcast, Cinema Psych Podcast, uh at Sin Pod on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh Sin is spelled C I N, like Cinema, you know, uh-huh. uh-huh. soft See what you did there. C a soft, a soft C. 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 Uh and um and you can listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I just did my 2022 wrapped on the podcast, and I thought that was hilarious. Uh, people from Poland listen to my show. There That's you go. Cool. Hey, That is and, and Japan. Wow. Um, yeah. So I get I get uh, episodes out every three weeks on Mondays. So the next one's coming out. Uh, well, let's see. I've got my list here. Uh, Mid month. I'll give a plug for your listeners just in case they're interested. It is my Christmas episode as well, and I'm going to be going in a deep dive. This is going to be a solo episode because of scheduling, but I'm going to go a deep dive into the Santa Claus because that's, oh. the thing. that's the movie that my kids are watching over and over right now. Uh, last year it was Home Alone, but they've been also watching Home Alone. But we've been watching a lot of Santa Claus. And I got to tell you, there is some stuff in that movie,
1: <laughs> especially some stuff about psychology and what do people as psychologists to do and what a shrink is, etc. Oh,
0: yeah. Et <laughs> yeah. Because uh, yeah, uh, what's his face? The kid, um, I can't think of his name, um, says, Neil's a
3: psychiatrist,
0: uh, a doctor. And then Tim Allen goes, he's not a doctor. He's a psychiatrist. I like pull out my hair. Charlie is his name. Charlie, thank you. (laughs) I pull out my hair because that's literally literally
1: what it is. I just gave that lecture on psych careers, and it's like for you to be a psychiatrist, you have to have gone to the same medical school that a surgeon did. You just end it differently with your rotations. Yeah,
0: (laughs) exactly. And so, yeah, we're gonna go in a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a deep dive into that one, and then we're gonna have uh, the first episode of the year. Um, it's going to be on the Lorax. I'm going to have a, ah. a, a returning guest host on there to talk about the Lorax, the um, Dr. Seuss story. Although we're going to be talking about the 2012 version um, that had all of the good actors, um, <laughs> as opposed to the 1970s version, which uh, which is scary, <laughs>
1: v- very scary. Well, speak for the trees. I think this comes out after when your release schedule is, because we're at the end of the month. So, listeners, ah. if you're hearing this, you can go listen to Alex's uh, deep dive on the Santa Claus right now. Go go find mm-hmm. Pod. Go find that. And uh, with us, uh, you can find In Love With Movies anywhere uh, you would get your podcasts. You can follow us and watch us on YouTube if you were curious about our T-shirts that we all mentioned we were wearing today um and then you can follow us on all of the socials hive twitter instagram (laughs) as bing tries to eat danielle's face uh that is we can find us at in love with movies except instead of the word n it's just the letter n at the letter n love with movies you can find me on similar socials uh at nick loves movies n-i-c-l-u-v nick loves movies danny where can they find you
3: at
2: danny miami four and come to comedy sports <laughs>
1: <And with> that, <laughs> I really hope the mic picked up that meow. All right. And with that, uh, thank you, Alex, for being with us. We love you thank very you. much for being here. Thank you, Danny, I love you. I love you, Nick. And we love you, listeners. Bye-bye.
2: Bing wants to say bye. Bye. <laughs> we did it.